I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here with you and good news, you know, on Monday certain things are starting to open back up. You're going to have your hairdressers, your barbers here opening up the pubs. Some of them are going to be reopening under different conditions, uh, gyms, the whole lot. Good news moving in the right direction. But <clears throat> what is going to start happening now is you're going to be invited to a hell of a lot more things. And that is obviously good, but some people you just don't want to be invited to their place. You get invited to things a lot and, and sometimes whether you're just too lazy or too tired or you're just not in the mood, you just don't want to go. And it's you always a case of how do you come up with a, an effective excuse so that one, it's believable uh, and two, maybe you don't feel bad and three, you don't insult the other people that you're saying no to. Do you know what? I found it even harder during lockdown because you're doing nothing and everyone is at home doing nothing. So instead of meeting, they want you to meet virtually. So on Zoom or house party app or whatever, it might have been and you just don't want to do it because you know <laughs> yeah. that you have to sit there and you have to stare at their face for hours on end and you can't be telling them you're going somewhere else because you're not yeah you can't even yeah you've no yeah you're so limited in you just have to say i just don't like it um you, you just do my head in <laughs> and i never want to see it ever again well listen <clears throat> we're talking about excuses now okay and uh, if you've gotten some good excuses like if you ever been invited to something that you want to get out of Right, what is your go-to excuse? I had a friend who, he gave the same excuse four times to the football manager when he didn't want to get up at like 10 o'clock in the morning to go and play a match. Um, it turns out like he had four dead grandmothers and they were all kind of like after a while going, eh, okay, you've, yeah. used, you've used that one before. But listen, um, far smarter people than you and I have done a significant amount of detailed study into excuses and uh, what's the best form of excuse that you can use, what's more believable and what's more trustworthy. Um, and joining us now, who was part of that study, he's an assistant professor over at Ohio State. Professor Grant Donnelly, how are you, sir? I'm well, how are you? Uh, really good. Before we maybe get into the bones of what this study is all about and what you gleaned from it, why and who came up with the idea of looking into excuses? Oh, it's something that's you know, interested me for a very long time. For a lot of the reasons that you illustrated in the intro, my baseline is I prefer not to be social. <laughs> so I try to think of ways that I can effectively communicate my way out of such situations. Um, and it, it's an interesting uh, kind of social problem in which, you know, social relationships are typically important to us. And, you know, we want to maintain goodwill between our friends and family members or whoever else is inviting us to things. But we also 
need to kind of carve out time for ourselves or, you know, uh, and the freedom to say no, it, it feels hard with a lot of these social pressures. If you oh, have a friend ahead. that is very persistent on finding out why you can't go. So if you say, oh, sorry, I actually can't because I'm going somewhere else. They want to find out where you're going and what time you'll be finished that at. And that can be kind of nearly claustrophobic in a way. Yeah, I've, I've come to really appreciate those friends who will just allow me to say no and accept my no without having me explain. But, you know, part of the, the inspiration of the research was that a lot of people kind of demand an explanation. Why aren't you available or what are you doing instead? And, you know, when are you going to be done? Which can I get you out of the ability to to kind of save face and, and you know, decline the invitation? You know, so if I'm going to out to dinner with somebody else, you get like exactly the one I know, like, well, can you come over after? <laughs> like, I yeah. I think what I found what can help is just agree to everything and show up to nothing. <laughs> you can't do so that. I think that <laughs> yeah, that's actually see you later, very good advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at so this. We find Boom. actually that, you know, one thing that we, we suggest in the research is that you should probably just say yes and then cancel at the end. It makes people more upset, but people actually believe um, when you cancel at the last minute, they believe a time excuse much more than if you said, sorry, I don't have time to go or I'm busy and doing something else. If you say that two weeks ahead of the event or, you know, even the night before, it's not believable, but... If you end up canceling just before, it it does create an, uh, the belief that um, something must have come up that, you know, was unexpected or un- uncontrollable, which in turn, people give you more credit for. That's very interesting. There's a difference between, and this is what upsets me, okay, so being invited to somewhere and you're saying you don't want to go or you can't go or you're kind of making an excuse on that front. But when someone says, sorry, you know, to do something for someone or, you know, if, they, if it was their turn to get something or to get you back and they say, sorry, I just didn't have time. That's more cutting, I find, than anything else because everybody has the same amount of time and to me that's just you're not important enough for me to make this time to do this for you. Yeah, that's exactly what we find. So people infer that um, you have a lot more control over your time so that you should be able to make time and if you value the relationship enough, you should prioritize it. So therefore, I'm saying you don't have time is really bad. And I think people should avoid doing that to whatever extent it is possible. And so we, we looked at other strategies. I mean, of course, the most effective one is saying you don't have money because um, a lot of invitations require you to not only spend your time on things, but also that there's some financial costs that might be involved. The tricky thing is, though, is um, kind of like you were saying earlier, like when your friend wants to know when will you be available and maybe we can mail later. When you say you don't have time, money, um, sometimes people... We'll be like, well, I'll just pay for you. Um, but yeah. more often than not, people people accept that you don't have money. Like, it's less controllable. We, people know that there's kind of the distribution of money is not equal. It's also a more sensitive topic. So people infer it as sort of an intimate disclosure. And so you get some sort of, you know, credit for that. But you're exactly right. When saying when saying you don't have time, people kind of perceive it as you're blowing them off, which may be the case. But um, oftentimes when people are giving excuses, they're trying to, you know, maintain kind of the social grace between them and the inviter, you know, to whatever extent yeah. that they can. So I'm hearing obviously you're saying that uh, if you're trying to uh, come up with an excuse, the time excuse, I don't have time or didn't have time or whatever it was, obviously isn't, isn't as effective and could be more jarring that the money thing is a little bit better. I'm just trying to figure out how I can turn around to herself and say, I just didn't have the money to put the washing out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... Um, so money doesn't always work, right? Um, we do find, yeah. though, like in our research, we looked at like different costs. So like saying you don't have money to go out to dinner, um, is that different than saying you don't have money to get a cup of, cup of coffee or something that's relatively low cost? Yeah. And we find that people aren't actually sensitive to the cost. Saying you don't have energy to do something is very much like not having time, but people actually give you a lot more credit for energy because they believe that you don't necessarily have as much control over your energy than time. So you could be exhausted or kind of ill or whatever. So that's another kind of an effective approach. And, uh, 
other alternatives. Oh, that's a good one. I and like of course, that. Like, yeah, mm. that kind of nearly implies it, like a physical side of it as well. You know, you kind of get in a way with, I just don't have the energy for that, Stephen. They're kind of like, oh, okay, may, may, even hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe you yeah. just had a stressful week. Maybe you just need a, a little bit of uh, time out on your own. Um, as a, They're going to use that now more than I didn't have the time. I just didn't have the energy. That sounds way better. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe you could say, like, I've been in quarantine so long that even doing, like, the, the most basic minimum things has really exhausted me. You know, it's drained yeah. me completely and I don't have the energy yeah. to, like, do social thing. Mm-hmm. And then when they hit you again, you can bring out the money excuse and no, I just don't have the money because the lockdown wages were cut <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And then when they rightly just say, just, I just don't have the time for you. I just do not care for this stupid soiree you're throwing in your back garden. No one cares. Yeah. I, I laughed when you had said that um, your friend had four dead grandmas. So it is challenging because oftentimes we need to give excuses more than once, you know, on over-repeated um, interactions. And so, uh, you know, over time, the, the, the excuse of money might be less effective. You know, you might need to switch yeah. it up. And of course, uh, oftentimes we're giving excuses when we do want to maintain some sort of positive relationship with somebody. But if we didn't like somebody, it might be just more effective to be like, no thanks, you know, because um, <laughs> not not interested in maintaining goodwill between that person. But more often than not, we are. So what are the communication strategies that we can best employ to get out yeah. of doing things that we don't want to do? Yeah. I think as well, after a while, when, you know, you've maybe you're, you're in your late 20s and you might be in your 30s and you've got your pretty much solid circle of friends and your, your family and uh, your colleagues and you kind of, one, you don't have time for any new friends. So someone who, who you don't really get on with, isn't <laughs> right, you, you, you don't care about maintaining the social relationship with them or the goodwill because you're just like, yeah, I, I just don't need anyone else. And you're really, you just clash of personalities here. I'm not feeling you. So good luck. See you. Bye. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, maintaining social relationships takes a lot of work you know and we don't have and, and a lot of time and we don't have enough time in our day-to-day lives you know so we have to be selective of what we're choosing and it never feels good to tell someone that they don't you know make the cut in, in your, evalu- <laughs> your evaluation <laughs> and I think yeah. the, to be like and when I was thinking about this work you know I had a friend a co-worker for a while who had kept inviting me to do things and I kept saying I didn't have time and um, she never got <laughs> she never got the you know the hint yeah there are people though that are pushy I was coming back in yesterday from trying to do a bit of a run walk type thing but I have a neighbour who just wants to be my friend and he's an older man lovely guy but we're just not compatible as friends but he asked me to go for a run tomorrow with him now I just didn't know what to say so I just said (laughs) I'm sorry I can't and he knows you know when I'm going out and in from the apartment because obviously it's an apartment block and he can see my car so I don't really have an excuse and I'm really nervous he's going to knock on the door oh no I, so I've had an invitation like that before, and what I said, which worked pretty well, is, hey, you know, exercising is a really important thing to me, and I love that you want to do an activity together. I just don't exercise well with other people. I don't know, maybe your, your neighbor might, like, observe you running with somebody else. <laughs> that excuse might not work, but... He definitely won't, um, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try that one, actually. That's good. I like that. That's a very uh, yeah. that's a very diplomatic kind of HR response. I do like that. We're going to mm. have to write all of these down. Because Irish people are... We don't like confrontation, I don't think, at the best of times. We always try no. and maybe, you know, talk our way out of it and have a joke and a laugh. And, ah, you know, we can be a little bit flaky. But there's always the... You know, if you're out on a night out or over at a party, there's obviously the, the Irish exit where you just leave and don't tell anyone anything. You just disappear. Yeah. I've done that before. I, I guess I'd get, um, get along well there. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Come on over and you, you can leave everything. We can just can go to things and just exit without saying anything, right? So th- mm-hmm. this is interesting research. We always need an out. And he said it, it's always important to, you know, set those boundaries and, and figure out how you can get out of things you don't want to go to. And said cer- certain situations are more difficult than others. But <clears throat> time is a useful, is a useless one, I should say. So if, you, if you're listening and you've got something coming up this weekend you don't want to go to, don't start off with the time. Use energy instead. I just don't have the energy. I'm exhausted. That'll get you out. If you can use the money, the money card as well. That's another good one to use. Is there any other good ones that you might have found, again, are just better at deploying instead of saying, I just don't have the time? Well, we do find that when people use time excuses, that it does seem critical to say what you're doing instead, um, to the extent that you'd want to share that. Um, So that makes the time excuse more effective than just saying you don't have time. But other than that, most other excuses... It uh, didn't seem to be be that effective. Like in some other work that I've been doing now, it's kind of in a different domain. Um, we've been evaluating a number of different um, excuses that people, um, inmates give in the, their parole hearings. So um, oftentimes when someone serves like a sentence for doing a crime, um, they have the opportunity to get parole, which allows them to get out of jail earlier. Yeah. And so um, excuses are very frequent there. And that's excusing the bad behavior. But um, we see people give excuses about having limited resources, like money and time, and, and what has kind of made their mistakes, and which has kind of caused their mistakes. And yeah. what we find is that it's really important in any sort of excuse, whether it be the domain of, like, declining a social invitation or, you know, explaining they did something bad, is to explain it always, to, to focus on kind of uncontrollable outside, outside sources. So things that um, are not so much that can be perceived as central to you. So um, the weather is a good one or, um, you know, some sort of external constraint that is kind of being put down on you. And so money is really good at that. Because is, it, is a good one as well, I suppose, at the moment. That's, we can always rely on that. Yeah. Why don't you love me anymore? Global it, pandemic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the pandemic has changed a lot of a lot of things and, you know, has maybe kind of changed your ability to even socialize. Like, I know some people are like, I'm never socializing again. I don't know if that's actually <laughs> going to be the case. But, um, oh, but I think it's acceptable to, like, kind of slowly warm up to the idea of socializing, especially with kind of social distance kind of measures yeah. still being suggested, at least here. Uh, no, definitely, uh, definitely here as well. But listen, that's really fascinating, and, and I find that really interesting research. That even that people were people like yourself, Grant, were looking into the effectiveness of excuses because uh, I'm sure there's going to be a book there. You know, even just for introverts for the next couple of uh, years, that would do really, really well. You know, the the 50 greatest excuses of all time, uh, and you can go and use that. But uh, Grant, is there anywhere online you'd recommend someone go either to follow yourself or the research you're doing? Oh, you can definitely check me out on Twitter, um, Grant Donnelly, and um, GE Donnelly is my tag. Um, also. So I have an Ohio State um, University webpage, and you can see some of my recent work there. Um, and we have written a few pieces about excuses um, in the Harvard Business Review, so you can read a little bit more um, for some details on that work, learn more about kind of some of the creative experiments we ran. Brilliant. Perfect. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Cheers, Grant. And listen, um, if, if, if you come up with anything uh, groundbreaking in the realm of making excuses and stuff like that again, do reach out and get in touch. But it's been a pleasure having you, having you on FM 104 this evening. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to both of you. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Sir here on Room 104. Uh, you get in touch 0876797104. Talking there with uh, Grant Donnelly, who was researching excuses and the best types of ones that you can use. Never use time. Don't say I haven't got the time. Just say you haven't got the energy. Uh, and maybe you haven't got the money if that suits as well. Um, <laughs> a couple of messages in there. Debbie, thanks for this. Uh, I always use being sick. And also the key is to go out on a Monday night and then call in sick on a Tuesday because no one would, would, spe- would suspect you going out on a Monday. That's not a bad... That's not a oh, bad one at all. that's a good all. idea. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Hmm. 
because obviously you know you go you call in sick on a Monday and the questions are asked straight away. It's like what's going on? Um, yeah, I, I'm Can't thinking about that. Do you have to provide a sick note if you're off on a Monday or a Friday? Or am I just getting confused? I think you have to provide a sick note if you're gone for more than two days. But it's nothing to do with, with yeah. I think that might be right, but I, uh, nothing to do with the specific days. Like if you're calling sick on a Monday, no. you don't straight away need a. No, they just have to check that. your Instagram that you weren't, you know, up at 5am partying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not a good one to do. So, uh, listen, any other good excuses, do let us know. 87 Now, this was brought to my attention earlier on. And have people heard this before? Because I'm not sure that this is true. Yeah. Club Orange. Love it. And other, other orange fizzy drinks. Yeah, great drink. Solid. Um... Someone told me earlier on today that the bits inside a can of Club Orange are made from, obviously, a certain type of food. But have you ever heard what that food apparently, allegedly, is, according to the internet? Now, I do, I'm struggling to find anywhere to kind of back up this claim. The little bits inside, aren't they orange bits? Like little orange bursts. Now, that's what you'd think. Yeah. Someone told me today that they're turnips. Turn up. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Uh, that makes absolutely no sense. And turn up isn't, um, like turn up is hard. So if that was well, floating around... I'm sure they could, well, I'm sure they could, like, mush it down a little bit. Yeah, they could mush it down a bit, but I thought, I was always sure that the, the bits were kind of soft. That's what I presumed, yeah. 
Now I'm really confused. Was, this, this person was convinced that, oh no, no, definitely 100% that uh, the bits in your orange fizzy drinks are made from turnips. And I'm like, just... Has anyone yeah. else heard that rumor now? Because I don't believe this. I can't find anything online about it, by the way. No, I can find one thing uh, in in, a, in an online forum that says one random person commenting online saying that's made from turnip. But does anyone have any inside information? Has anyone one heard this? Have you heard this before about Club Orange about the bits? I would again presumed it was coagulated sugar or just orange. And you know, if maybe if you work for, I think it's Britvic that does. Is it Club Orange? I can't remember who who does this. But they can't be made. They can't be made. This person has to be mistaken. I mean, it does sound a bit strange, doesn't it? No, this is all, all about the strange. Don't mind that at all. We've we've had strange, a lot of strange things on this show before. But Turnip says, I just want to know, has anyone ever heard that? If you've heard of that before, if you heard that rumour about the bits in your can of orange being made from Turnip, will you drop us in a WhatsApp now? 0876797104. Because um, apparently this is this is a thing saying that I heard this before, that this is obviously some sort of secret urban legend. I just, I refuse to believe it. I don't think it's true. It's a bit hard to believe, and the fact that there's no, nothing to back it up, like I can't see anything here either actually that's saying that this is actually true. Could this be someone on the internet just trying to stir a bit of Or oh, we should do the same thing as well, yeah. You know, the, the bits inside, uh, the bits inside of Coke is actually, I don't know, grass or, you know, dirt or muck. No, never heard this. Dave, thanks for the message, in. Yeah. No, never heard yeah. this either. No, no. Did I? I don't think it's true. I'm going to go with no. We'll bust some food myths here on the show. Uh, 0876797104. If you've ever heard anything that strange, let us know. Again, well done to Liverpool. They've been crowned Premier League champions for the first time in 30 years. Well, the first time ever, technically. I know they were, won the league back in the day. Technically, it wasn't a premiership. But sure, look, Premier League winners, champions uh, this evening after being, um, or I should say, after Chelsea bet, Man City this evening. So, congrats. Well done. A lot of happy Liverpool supporters in Dublin this evening. Uh, we, won't, we won't give you any abuse over it this evening. No, not for a few minutes, anyway. Uh, FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. An adult shop. Uh, still to come, you're going to be hearing from... F104's 10 to 3 shows Emma Nolan. She'll be involved online uh, this weekend for the Dublin Pride kind of Pride Anthems stream that we're launching this weekend. Uh, more details on how you can get involved in the virtual Pride as well. They're looking for a kind of uh, video submissions to make you part of the virtual parade that they're doing this year because the whole place is locked down, as you know. Uh, DublinPride.ie for more information. But she'll be on the way shortly. Now, uh, it doesn't look like we're doing too well when it comes to health and fitness staying inside during lockdown. No, it's not looking good for anyone in Ireland, actually, because um, they've done a survey and they found a staggering amount of weight is what we put on in the last three months. So they've broken it down <laughs> into, like, gender, men and yeah. women. Right, so, okay. um Yeah, so men have put on 35% extra weight during lockdown and women have put on 49%. Okay, so you're going to have to explain that because that that sounds way off. So basically, like if, we are, if you're 100 kilos, I'm now 139 kilos. Yeah, the amount of... Uh, no, that, that can't be right. They had to do a study and, and they had to be um, weighed, obviously, beforehand and afterwards. And like this is people themselves that decided that they were going to get on board with this study pre-lockdown and post-lockdown. And this is what they have come back with. So an increase in weight was almost 35% in men, while females it was close to 49%. 
That's what they that's what they came back with and said they've increased in weight. No, 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 they said that 35% of men said they increased weight. They didn't increase weight by 35%. No, no, sorry, be... not not by 35%, sorry. They have, in, like, that's what they've said. 35% of men have put on weight. And, and, and half of women and 40, have. And half of women have. So what, what does this say about your, your, your sex? Seriously, that I use lazier and eating more? Exactly. You're staying inside. You're eating more than you would usually eat. You don't want to go back to work. Apparently, one in five people also said that they do not want to go back to work. Um, that yeah, seven in ten workers reported no change in their net income. So they're not changing their income, yet they're buying more food and eating more. I'm moving a hell of a lot less because not even moving around less. the office. I suppose, yes. yeah, because we could have kind of predicted this. I would have thought it was more... I don't see why... More men haven't. I would have presumed it was the same, but men maybe men have it slightly, slightly easier when it comes to metabolism and can burn, put on less fat than women. I don't know, but there you go. That's that's interesting. So thirty five percent of men are saying they've put on weight. Irish men have put on uh, put on weight, and forty nine percent of women. It could be maybe 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 it's more women are more obsessed with their weight than men are. They probably are, but I think we do tend to put on weight quicker. For the most part, we do like that's just a fact. Yeah, yeah. The other one, one or two extra donuts a day is going to add up more for a woman than a man, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah, and you're oh, really no. not getting out. Yeah, so it's it's bad. Oh no! Uh, and I spent, I, I've definitely put on weight in in, in quarantine. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So have I. But at, at the same time, I am eating more. I like I'm buying tubs of ice cream and eating the whole thing and not moving, not going for a walk, not doing anything. <laughs> I can't expect to lose weight if that's the way I'm going. So The only other thing about it is as well, we can look at that and say, yeah, you've put on weight and you're staying at home, but you also haven't got the virus, so you're not going to get sick. This is just yeah. a knock-on side effect of being a healthy individual in 2020. I mean, you know what, you might be, you might be slightly, you might weigh a little bit more, but you technically, you, you're, you're still reducing your chances of um, contracting the virus. Yeah, but you're probably going to get heart disease instead. <laughs> yeah, but that's down the line, though. That's that's way further on down the line. So we can kick that can there and just kind of go happy days. Yeah, look, the the only thing is, I don't know how anyone's going to get back uh, to their regular selves because in this study as well, people were saying anyone that did do a bit of exercise will not continue to do so once lockdown ends. It was kind of a, a thing that people were doing to pass the time at home. Right. You know, doing a bit of a workout video now and again, uh, that's going to end and people are yeah. going to go back to their normal lifestyle. So, yeah, doesn't seem like we're getting thinner. Well, the, the only good thing is obviously gyms are opening on Monday, so that might help in a little bit. That's for people that go to the gym, though. Fair enough. But, you know, you'd sign up now and go to the gym and happy days. Get out of the house for an hour, come back. At least you're, you're walking to your car, at least. You're walking into the gym, you're walking around the gym, you're pretending to exercise, you're really just on your phone for quite a while, and then you just walk back home. At least you'll be getting a few extra steps in if you just pretend to work out in the gym, at least. That's true. I mean, that is a good point. But, I don't know, people are going to make an excuse for not going back into the gym as well. Yeah, I know, yeah, 100%. Like You'll, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There will um, be a reason. Oh, oh, no, definitely you can... Um, uh, find an excuse for anything yet. Yeah. And speaking of excuses, just got a message in there. Barry, thanks for that. A great book of excuses. Your check is in the post. Um, 
who oh. is that? Is that is that just a book of random excuses you can use? They're they're great ones. Um, people who get them all the time as well. If you ever work with someone who's freelance, <laughs> the freelancers have cartons of excuses uh, as well. Let me see. Your check is in the post book. Great book of excuses. Book of excuses. This is amazing. It looks are like an old ex- enough book as well. Are they take the piss excuses now? Or are they real? Yeah, just a book of excuses from the author of How to Complain. Wow. This is a great book. It's, it's an old book as well. It was released like back in the 80s. This is brilliant. Oh, we we should have done, done a list of uh, a list of official excuses as well uh, for different things. Your check your, your check is in the post, uh, or you know now it would be maybe like uh, oh I processed the payment today, so it should be with you in a day or two. Uh, yeah. That's another one that that you're lying about. One, you know I'll process that today, so it might take two or three days. Um, yeah. I said it to him. I didn't say it to him. And yeah, I rang him and uh, he said I'll get back to you. Didn't ring him. <laughs> <laughs> we all use them. Thanks for that, Barry. That looks like a bit of crack. Um, do you have the book yourself, by the way, Barry? Do you have the book of excuses? And is there any good ones in it? Ian, let us know. You can drop us in uh, a WhatsApp. On the way next, we're going to be chatting to FM 104's 10 to 3 show. She does the, it's Emma Nolan. She does the 10 to 3 show, you know. But she's going to be doing something and DJing for the Dublin Pride virtual festival on the weekend, but she'll be uh, taking over one of FM 104 streams on Saturday, along with Gavin and along with Crossy as well. So she'll be on giving you a little bit of a heads up about what that's all about and how you can get involved in the virtual parade that's taking place this year instead of the actual one in the city centre, but for obvious reasons. So uh, the Dublin Pride Festival is looking for you to send in videos. She'll have all the details on how you can do that, how you can get involved, how you can follow the parade on Saturday, or not Saturday, on Sunday, but also the uh, Global Day Celebration on Saturday as well and uh, how you can listen to her, Gavin, and Crossy this Saturday via the FM104 streams. She's on the way now. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. This weekend is usually Pride, where tons and tons of people obviously go into one of the biggest parades of the year and none of that is happening anymore obviously because of the lockdown because of the restrictions in place because of uh, COVID-19 but the sound people at Dublin Pride have decided to not let them get in the way of celebrating the LGBT community and their rights and the progress that they've had here in the country so there will be a virtual parade there's a global day of celebration on Saturday and then the virtual parade is taking place on Sunday now speaking of Saturday uh, we're going to be doing something slightly different here on FM 104 and a couple of a couple of the presenters here will be taking over our online streams and uh, providing some Pride anthems on on the weekend, one of those people in particular from our very own 10 to 3 show, Emma Nolan. What's the story? How are things? Hello, Corvick and Saoirse. How are you? Hello. We're great. Yeah, I'm so excited for this weekend because it's one of these, um, I'm going to say events because it's like an event, isn't it? It's just it everyone like gets involved. Event. Yeah, I Big love time. it. What I really love about the virtual parade this year and just the whole kind of digital pride itself is that it just allows everybody to be really creative and, and submit whatever they can safely from home as well. So like, it doesn't mean we can't celebrate. God, we absolutely can. And, you know, if you want to get involved, they're looking for kind of 30 second videos of you celebrating or doing some kind of a parade, even if it's just up the stairs in your house or whatever the case may be. And just uh, submitting them into DublinPride.ie if across the weekend you are celebrating with friends or just chilling at home and and marking the weekend in your own way. It'll be deadly to kind of see yourself on screen being a part of it. So, yeah, that would be that would be really cool if people could get involved with that as well. And and all the details on that are on DublinPride.ie. I think that's a great thing as well, isn't it? That anyone can get involved in this. Anybody. That's the thing and even a lot of people say who might be from Dublin and haven't been able to celebrate Pride uh, 
here in Dublin over with family and friends over the last few years maybe who live abroad. It's really cool for people internationally as well to get involved. But yeah, I, I did cross my mind as well. I was like, any people from, from Dublin or from Ireland or whoever can, can get involved from all across the world and be a part of this, I suppose, digital version of Dublin Pride 2020. I, I, I know it's, it's a little bit, obviously it's completely different, it's completely strange, it's completely new and it might be a little bit weird, even the idea of it. But the, the best thing about this is you won't have to be waiting around for four hours in the city centre to try and get a taxi home because you're, you're already home. <laughs> I suppose there's a level of truth to that too. I mean, roll on next year. I have no doubt we'll yeah. all celebrate tenfold next year when we have the opportunity to be back on O'Connell Street and back in town and stuff. But for now, it's just, it's fantastic that, you know, we're still having this big celebration and, uh, and that we live in a year when there are amazing ways to be able to do creative things online. And what are you doing to get involved in it this year? I'm really excited for Saturday. As uh, you know, if you've been you know, listening over over the last few months. Uh, we've had a lot of fun with F104's app and F104's.ie in recent months. Jim, Jim and Nobby uh, on Saturday afternoons and the weather was whopper there in er- the early part of lockdown. We're taking yeah. over the app and, uh, and the website for back garden dyers. So, you know, that's really good crack. It just is like another an, another kind of way to have an online party. So we kind of took that and this weekend, myself, uh, Gavin Dowd and Crossy are going to be doing Pride Anthems over on F104's app. So essentially from five o'clock on Saturday, just expect nothing other than big, brilliant Pride Anthems. Uh, Crossy's on at five, I'm on at six and then Gavin is on at seven. So like super excited about this and have been like really nerdly meticulous about putting together a playlist. But then I also am aware that as soon as, as I go, I, I was going to say on air, but it's not actually on air, it's online. But as soon as the show goes live, I know that I'll just, it'll just be handed over to, to people's suggestions and they'll probably do a much better job than what I have. Oh, so people's nerdly suggestions, tried to put you're taking together, suggestions but, uh, as well. Oh, because for sure. Yeah. We chatted to Crossy last night and I asked him if he'd play a couple of like uh, mass hymns, like Be Not Afraid and Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. But uh, <laughs> You know he's still debating whether or not to include them because he's a fan of an old he's a fan of an old mass in himself. Um, but maybe something like would you take a request for like Wagon Wheel, which is a classic? No, no. Pride <laughs> anthems, Pride anthems, Cormac. Okay, and I think yeah. that's the thing about Saturday afternoon is the request. You know, don't just be like you think about it. Think about it. Big Something miserable from Johnny Cash, no? Like no, Kurt or... No, we no. want to be the, the soundtrack to, to the parties and the celebration. It's a celebratory few hours on the app. So, no, no Johnny Cash this time, I'm afraid. You will be playing S Club 7 and Venga Boys, though. Look, Saoirse, we'll see how we go. Venga Boys, I think, <laughs> might be in there already. I haven't Yay. had S Club yet. And you know what, well, I know this is such an obvious thing to say, but there's not that many minutes in an hour. It, what I mean by that is, Jesus, uh, I don't have, I can't play that many songs between six and seven no. so I've been really like overthinking it being like okay hmm, if I had a second there and now I'd play that but oh god like the pressure knowing that you only have about 14 songs 15 songs depending on, on length to get in, in in one hour so yeah look like I said I've been pretty uh, nerdy about putting it together but I've no doubt once, once we go live it'll that, that'll be thrown out the window yeah cool well listen I think I'm uh, looking forward to it anyway thanks for popping on filling this in uh, dublinpride.ie if you want to submit your own videos and you want to get involved in the virtual parade um you can all the information on the website but then Emma Crossy and Gavin will be taking over the FM104.ie stream you can get that on the website you can get that on the app as well uh, listen Emma thanks for popping on this evening and having a chat with us guys thank you so much for having me FM104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long Room 104 I just got a quick message in there we do the Darwin Awards on Thursday evening someone has messaged in saying uh, hi guys sorry I'm late but can I nominate this guy for the Darwin Award Connor and I had a look of it and listen let's just set the tone uh, probably before we move on here we go 
Our Terminal oh, Awards music here. It's going to be a bad one. Oh, horrific. Okay. It is It is horrific. So Thursday, we like to uh, celebrate the outstanding efforts that people have made in the world to try and bring the human race down to the stupidest levels ever. And we want to recognise them this evening. Connor, thank you for messaging in this. This is horrific. Go on. This is horrifically painful and stupid, and I hope you're not really eating anything or doing anything like that, right? This is the headline you sent me in, Connor. Man's bladder explodes after chugging over 10 beers and holding in his wee for 18 hours straight. <gasps> now, I've always wondered, could this even be real? Could this happen? Because I remember drinking, I think it was about three litres of water before going to the cinema once, and it was, I think it was, um, what was that film? The really long one, Avatar. And yeah. it was really long and we were bang in the middle and I just did not want to get up because obviously it was the first time people were seeing it. Yeah. And I mean, I was in pain. You know, when it actually goes up to your chest, you're in that much pain. And I don't think I've ever let it go that bad. It was so the, bad. The, the one time it was, uh, the worst time it was, I can remember having to hold it in, holding in just the, going to a wee was I was going to, uh, going to an Ireland match uh, years ago. And then, for some reason, I was going with relatives who were over from England, and they were over, and you know when you kind of don't really know people that well, and like yeah. a distant relative, anyway, one of them was driving, I was like, oh, can we stop and just go to the bathroom? And he didn't realise that I had to go, like, super bad, and I was just going, oh, yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, Grand, we'll stop now in a minute, but, and then he didn't stop for another half an hour, and he was trying to find parking around near Lansdowne Road in town. I was like, no, no, can we stop, because I was about to explode, uh, and you know, you can barely stand up, you're kind of walking around hunched over, kind of going, oh, yeah. ow, this is horrific. Like, it's painful, but I didn't think it could ever explode, like, someone told me that you would just kind of wee yourself it wouldn't actually explode. So but his bladder story, did. His, bla- his bladder ruptured. He ruptured and exploded his bladder internally. Um, apparently, wow. one of the reasons because he was drunk as well. He didn't, he didn't notice it. But let me just read you what they said, okay? After a CT scan, the man's bladder had... They revealed the man's bladder had exploded and caused a rupture. He was taken for an emergency operation to repair the bladder as quickly as possible. Um, according to the medics, alcohol can suppress the nerve center, which dulls the feeling of urination. Now, I, I would have thought you would have... That he would have maybe just weed himself. So apparently, he had been drinking all day. He had drank 10 bottles of beer. He had fallen asleep, and then he woke up the next day and obviously hadn't gone to the bathroom at all. Was in horrific pain, had a crazy back pain, crazy stomach pain. They brought him in. They're like, "Oh, good God!" Um, and then that's what caused <laughs> that's what caused the rupture. Yeah, I can imagine that's going to cause damage for the rest of his life. You'd worry, wouldn't you? You'd think like, how do you even fix that? And like, did stuff go everywhere internally? Like, did you literally pee yourself internally? Is that what happens when something like that happens? Yeah, I assume I so. I don't, I, don't I don't know, but it couldn't be healthy. And like, like he could have one of those, um, I don't know actually what they're called. You know, those tube things that you have to carry around internally. Or like a, a colostomy bag? I don't think he... he... No, that's for, that's for the, other, the other end. But there's something else, like when it comes to bladder, bladder ruptures, I don't know what it's called, but I, I can't imagine that was just fixed and he's fine now. So that was yeah. a, yeah, it's happened over in uh, yeah, very dangerous mistake. Happened over in in China, and their urology department over there, or whatever the Zuhu City's People's Hospital of Urology in China. Um, my God! So I mean, yeah, you think you can hold it in for a while, and I like, and you've always got one mate in your group who needs to go every four seconds. Like I've one mate, and 
he needs he's up and down even if you're out just for like for one or two beers as soon as he breaks the seal you're out for he's, he's gone nearly every five or ten minutes some people are just terrible have terrible bladders when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to that stuff and annoying but yeah don't hold it in too long and definitely don't go to bed without emptying things out because you might end up like this poor man 40 years of age 10 bottles of beer fell asleep without going to the bathroom and just yeah, burst his own bladder oh thanks for that Connor he's up for a Darwin Award in fairness to him yeah, that's probably up there with um, with the phone, really, isn't it? Like it's yeah, what really we remind stupid. people remind us again. What was the, the the one you had for the phone? Putting your phone in a microwave, trying to charge it because your charger broke. Come on, lads. Honestly, and like, it, like you knew, enough phones usually just need a USB connection. So they're usually I know the iPhone has their own fancy ones or whatever. But you know, what what phone was it? Do you know? Did he say? No, the phone kind of looked like a Samsung something or other. But that's um, what I mean, like you would have had an old USB cable lying around somewhere that you would have been able to kind of dump in. Like, that was a stupid spur-of-the-moment thing. He wasn't thinking, he just... Don't think I don't know what he was doing, but yeah. Well, listen, uh, Connor. thanks for that. Thanks for that WhatsApp in. If you see anyone else you'd like to... Uh, See anyone else who'd like to nominate for a Darwin Award this evening? This week's Darwin Award, 0876797104. Now, do you have a quick question for us before I we do? Yeah, so we spend 36 hours of our lives doing what? We spend 36 Ooh. hours of our lives doing what? Um, uh, well, it could be a whole, whole, whole lot of things. Any? Can you give us any clues? Uh, this is something that you would do every day. Okay. Um, and some people probably do it more than others. We probably have done it more since lockdown. And something do I do house. this? You do this, yeah. You Everyone do has to do this, yeah. So you have to do it? Yeah, you have to do it, yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Something um, something in your house. Niall has quickly right. messaged in there going, is it use the toilet? No, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's not use the toilet, no. Niall, I was there with you. I no. thought that was going to be it as well. Sorry, I thought I had it. Well, then I'm, I'm no. kind of stumped, right? We spent 36 uh, hours of our lives doing what? This is really right. sad when you find out what it is. Like, it's such a waste of time. <laughs> oh, no. Right, so apparently it's not on the bathroom, right? Listen, uh, have a guess. Nope. Let us know. 087-67-97-104. Read out some of the guesses that come in uh, next, and we'll have a bit of music. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 